Hello, and welcome to the New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry Podcast. Here, we share the Word of God for all people to understand that they are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. A desire is for everyone to not just know what their purpose is, but to live it out. We believe we are designed to live out a kingdom lifestyle that aligns to the kingdom of God and the word of God. Now go ahead and grab something to write with, make room wherever you are at, and prepare your heart, mind, and soul for another amazing word from God. Here we go. So I want to go ahead and turn it over and give an opportunity for um, some testimonies to go forth about the work that was done there. The way that this is going to go is Terry's going to kick us off. Hallelujah. Oh, George, yeah. You, George. You know who you are. The two are one. Hallelujah. Amen. And so for those who are in here that usually don't come to New Beginnings, I don't, I'm not going to apologize to you. This is who we are. We flow in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we let the Lord do what he does best. And when the Lord wants to break up something like that and the children come seeking him, he says, suffer the little children to come unto me. And we're going to make sure that they don't walk out of here with what they came in here with. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. So George is going to kick us off. Jasmine's going to give a brief testimony unless Jasmine just wants to go ahead and knock this out right now. Glory to your name. Don't give me that look. You want to do it right now? Come on, baby. So right after Jasmine, thank you. Right after Jasmine, George is going to come and Angie's going to end us today. Amen. Oh, y'all need to give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. So I am so grateful for what the Lord did because as you hear these testimonies, I'll give mine next week. And then we're going to have those who don't belong to New Beginnings come and give theirs the week after that. So we are about to layer you up with what God taught us, what we saw and how it has changed who we are in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise as Jasmine shares. So the, so the two words God laid on my heart while we were there were hope and chosen. The second day that we were there, we were going to the orphanage, and we realized that they're not orphans, they're not orphans, that God chose those kids to be there at the certain time. And we told them that they're born on purpose, for a purpose, and with a purpose. And we washed the, their feet, and the their faces lit up when we washed those feet, as simple as it was. Amen. Just washing their feet just made them so happy. Hallelujah. And a couple of days later, we went to a VBS with the kids and the kids around the neighborhood and telling them that it was going to get better and giving them hope just made them happy and stuff and um we did a couple activities with them with the army of god and they they might have not known who he was when they walked in but when they walked out they definitely knew who he was Woo! and Hallelujah. and what he could do for them yes. we also we also went to the canal and we fed them food and there is this one gentleman there that who who at first he really he really loved God and he gave his life to Christ later that day and he he 
was very excited to be there, excited that we were getting food, excited to know God could get him out of the situation he was at the canal and all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Hallelujah. When the 11-year-old is going in and knocking stuff down, that's good. Hallelujah. We taught them, nací un propósito para un propósito y con propósito. You are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Amen? Amen. Come on, give them some praise. Hallelujah. That's hard to follow, Jasmine. So it's taken me a, a while to, to gather my thoughts, but praise the Lord, and uh, let, let's have a prayer. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, gracious and holy Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord God, we bow before you in, in humble adoration of who you are and what you do. Lord God, once again, you showed us miracle signs and wonders, and it was like uh, being a part of the book of Acts all over again. So, Lord, we thank you. We love you and we need you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 So, I don't know, I guess I, I titled this... Um, Overcomer Tijuana edition. Amen. So as I, as I thought about things, um, I still ended up, I, there's a lot of things that were answered, but there's also a lot of questions that are still left. One of the questions I want to ask all of us is, does God want you to lead or does God want you to follow? And... Uh, in Romans 12, 1 through 5, says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and perfect, acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. So I just want to I want to give everybody that's part of this congregation and even outside of this congregation a big thank you. Um, this doesn't happen overnight. We we prepare all year long. People contribute their finances all, off and on all year long. Um, there's. It's it's just it's a community effort to be able to go, to be able to, to do anything like this at all. Um, I want to thank the team, especially. Amen. Those that, that were committed and followed through. Every year is different. I can't say that one year is better than the other. I don't have that final outcome of, of what God is going to do with, with each trip or, or with each individual that goes. But I do know that this was an amazing trip. This was a trip that I think each and every one of us learned, grew, and stretched ourselves in multiple ways. There's, there's, before we even leave, there's fundraising, fundraising 
There's meetings, fasting and prayer, like Apostle mentioned. People have had to take time off work just to help with fundraising. Um, the financial aspect of it, the physical aspect of it, the emotional and spiritual aspect of it. We haven't even left Iowa yet. So I do want to thank the team for, for continuing to, to push and push on through. When we get there, that's when the work starts. Minimal sleep, prayer at 6 a.m., breakfast right behind it, a daily devotion, worship and prayer with the, with the Puente staff, and then the work begins as we go out and serve the rest of the community. Out all day serving, rarely back to the base before 6 or 7 p.m. at night. Then comes the debrief. We're all tired. We're, we're all ready just to, to call it a day. But we need to talk about those things that we've witnessed, the things that, that are on our hearts, that are on our minds, that continues to help each other grow closer to each other and to continue to draw out each one of us into the areas that, that we may not want to speak about. And then after that, then we'll talk about the next day's plans. So it's a long day. Many of you here can testify to that. But I do believe that each one of us grew and grew quite substantially. The word perseverance comes to mind. And God's word has a lot to say about that. Now that my phone went to sleep. Um, in Romans um, 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in the tribulations also knowing that tribulations work with patience, patience works experience, and experience hope. And hope does not make us does not make us as ashamed because of the love God has shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So I still have this question in my mind and in my heart. Where was the biggest impact? A lot of things were done. A lot of, a lot of words were shared. A lot of actions were shared. But where was the biggest impact? We sowed a lot of seed. In the book of Genesis, There's the word also said, talks a lot about sowing seeds but the one that I, I landed on was um, uh, in Genesis 26 26 12 then Isaac sowed in that land and received in that same year a hundredfold 
and the Lord blessed him. The Lord has blessed us, but the Lord has blessed those that we came in contact with as well. I know this to be true. Um, As I thought about that, when when he planted the crops, one of the things we did was um, out at this feeding kitchen, Pastor Abelino and his his family and friends um, have created a, a environment for the children's feeding kitchen, women's Bible study. They have a church close by. But we went down there with with our own thoughts and and desires and and things that we thought we we wanted to sow into the economy. But as we talked with them, we found out that their vision lined up perfectly with what God had in store for us. As, as I was talking to uh, Pastor Avellino and his wife come over and was standing there with him and, and, that she, and she's listening to us. And she looks over at him and grins and, and I had shared what our desire was. But she turns around and looks back at me and she says, when he first stood at the road and looked in at this property, it was his vision to have rows of fruit trees. But she said, but I wanted the chickens. (laughs) We bought 24 fruit trees and chickens, roosters, and enough material for a chicken coop for them, feed, all of that. And that was, that was part of our heart's desire is to pour into that economy so that it can start rebuilding. And then maybe they can even sell off some, some excess to help, help support their ministry. But as, as I think about this scripture, I think about a conversation that Danny and I had. And as she was explaining to me that each tree that she planted, she prayed over that tree. And then I think about this this scripture, and in the same year, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. We don't know. We don't know what that's going to look like, but we believe it. Or... Was it uh, uh, when Barb or Bridget or Jasmine or Brooklyn, Skyler was teaching the children like, like Jasmine shared with us? The look on the children's faces when they got their feet washed, priceless. That's something they're not going to forget. They're not going to forget it. I, I just don't believe they will. That these gringos come down here and, and wash my feet. I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's, it was a beautiful thing. Or any one of the other places and things that we did. Or maybe the biggest impact was on me. Or maybe it was on one of the teammates. But I do know that the Lord made an impact. Thank you. Is it morning, afternoon? 
Good afternoon, church. So now that everybody has taken everything that I said that's in my notes, that's why I didn't want to go last, but anyway, God's good. Um, God's good because what that shows me is that we're all on one accord. We are all on one accord, like-minded, doing the things of Christ in this kingdom. So that made me feel really good, even though you took everything that I was going to say. But God has been really working with me. Um, first of all, I thank Spirit Midwest. I thank you, too, from the bottom of my heart. Because this trip has really changed me. I asked God to elevate me quickly because I'm tired of playing, right? Right, right, right. Okay, I'm not going to cry. But I asked him to elevate me really quickly on this trip. I'm like, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired. I need elevation quickly. So he started showing me things. I'm like, okay, not like this, not this fast. Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. You know Angie. Spirit Miss Midwest, you guys did it. I thank you guys. And again, I say that because what I saw over there in Tijuana is they don't get that thanks that they need. Your work is valuable. Spirit Midwest is needed. You guys are needed. Whether you feel it or whether you don't feel it, you know what I'm saying? We have to let you know it's needed. You guys are loved. I've seen a side of Papa George, and that's what I call him that I've never seen. He was protecting his flock. He really was. I, I, we couldn't go left. And I'm like, man, I'm grown and I can't go nowhere. Can't, I got to walk to the bathroom with someone. He protected us. He knew what we were in for. And I say too, for Jasmine and Danny's granddaughter, oh my goodness, Brooklyn, that touched my heart. These girls was down there in the canal. I mean, they were down there praying. They were down there. They were standing by everybody, wasn't afraid. Not only, I mean, and, and I listened to the stories, but this is not what I'm going to talk about. But anyway, but I listened to the stories prior to Tijuana, right, of the needles hanging out of arms and some of the things that we were going to experience when we were there. God shielded them. I stayed in the room with these two girls, and to listen to them and the love that they have for God, it filled my heart. To hear them come back at night and they would be in the room talking about what they saw through the day, even after the debrief, man, it really touched me. But I, th I honestly believe God shielded them because when we got over there, we didn't see a lot of that. He wanted them to go in little by little by little. You know, I'm, me in Angie's mind, I'm like, well, if they'd have seen all that, maybe that would have just... I don't know the impact it would have had on them, right? So he shielded them. They did not see what we've always, what we've heard about Tijuana. And I thank God for that because, like I said, it gave them opportunity. And I mean, literally, these girls was working. They were in Bible study. They were out there planting trees. Jasmine, she, the tree planting, and we all found out that some ministries aren't for us. Like the tree planting, she could, you know, but go to teach the kids, she got in there and did it. You know, but it was good to see them working. Um, what I did, what I, what I was going to actually talk about, too, and Jasmine said it too. Three words that came to my mind, and God was just pouring so much stuff down into me. And I was like, Lord, you got to stop because I don't know where to go. I have five minutes, right? Five minutes, but Angie doesn't have five minutes. And I'm like, Lord, you got to stop because I don't, I it just, I got to, I'm, I'm getting so much, I don't know where to go, right? So I was kind of getting overwhelmed. One of the things that really, really touched me, though, was that feeding kitchen, Pastor Albolino. Um, this man, you guys, it was called Casa Hagar. Um, 
And again, we were referring to it as the orphanage. And Jasmine kind of spoke on it. And we were debriefing. And I don't know, it just hit in my spirit really heavy. And I was like, you guys, I don't know what this is. I said, but we've got to stop calling it an orphanage. We have to. I said, because we are placing on these kids abandonment. Reje- I mean, we might as well just say, hey, abandonment. Hey, rejection. You know what I'm saying? You're in an orphanage. You're without. So I said, let's change it to something. And Barb said, someone said chosen children. And I'm like, yeah, that'll work. But it's just the fact that it sat with me that these kids, you know, they, they're already labeled. They're already labeled orphans. You know, so we kind of changed the name and we joked about it. And, you know, we were really, really we paid attention and we tried really hard not to call it an orphanage. But when we got there, Pastor Daniel. No, 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 no. Let me back up. Orphanage. Yeah. Casa Hagar. Yeah. Casa Hagar. Yeah. Hogar. Pastor Daniel. Right. Pastor Daniel. Because y'all know I, I really. I, yeah. I got to get this right because. uh Everybody talked in Spanish, and uh, it was kind of hard for me to understand them sometimes, but um, <laughs> but I didn't get frustrated. But his faith, you guys, this man had unshakable faith. He sat and he told us, um, and I looked up what Psalms 82.3, uh, Psalms 82.3, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold support, which is support, the cause of the poor and the oppressed. This man had so much faith. He was telling us a story of how when he started, God gave him the vision to open this place, right? And he said that he had no money. You know, he didn't have a lot to offer. He didn't didn't know what he was going to do. But he said they needed $82,000. And he turned around and he said, it's not my problem. That's God's problem. He gave me the vision. He gave me the vision. So I don't have to worry about anything. The man got $82,000, building paid in full. In Jesus' name, right? So we go in there, and there's like 30 kids. He's only zoned for 30. He had 33 kids. He said he couldn't turn them away. The government does not help them. They don't get food stamps. They don't get help. He stands trusting and believing that God is going to do what God said he was going to do. And, I mean, and you could just hear the stories. The government's coming in. Every time they drop a kid off to him, they'll come back a couple weeks later and tell him, well, you got to zone for this kid. You got to get this kid a bed. You got to do this. You got to do that without no help. And this man stand, him and his wife. They stand believing that God's going to get them through. And thus far, he has. We've seen where they were setting up like 21 stations for these kids to go to school. This He took us to the, through the house. And, and this was done on purpose because Apostle Moody and George and Terry, they've been there. But the people that were, the, the, the newbies like myself, we were kind of listening to this man's story. He took us in the rooms. They have these kids' rooms set up. Each child has a bed with their name on it. He said, I want to give them their own identity. These kids are coming from homes where they're told they'll never be more than, they'll never have, they'll never do. He said their bed, their names, their beds have a name on it. So they know who they are. These kids, 33 kids, you guys, they walk downstairs. They all have their own clothes, their own shoes. They share nothing. He said he wants them to have a sense of belonging. And I mean, this, you think about, I had six kids, and trying to get six kids clothes, shoes, and all that, 33 kids, no help. This man has faith, you know? So I just, you know, I thanked him for, I mean, I just, 
you would be amazed at what, you know, the faith that this man has. So we did. We went outside. We was teaching the kids. The kids, all they want is love, you guys. That's all they were looking for. The hope, like Jasmine said, that was in them kids' high. you could see, you could feel the love. You could see the love. You could see how happy these kids were that we were just interacting with them. You know, we had one of our team members, she was going to steal the baby, uh, had the baby come out to the van because she was going to take the mama Barb, she was going to take the baby home. But you know what? These kids, they needed that. We're washing feet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I get set up to wash feet. Y'all guys, so I'm going to just tell you now, we had some stinky feet. These kids have been outside playing all days in tennis shoes and, and, and socks, and then we had to take them off and wash their feet, but I did it, praise the Lord. I, I, I took, y'all, let me tell you what I did. I, I took my cup of water, and I did like this, and I took my thing, and I shook it, and I'm like, okay, you go on, because your feet stink. No, but, <laughs> but no, that feet washing to them, they just lit up, and it felt so good to be serving, you know, even though I was washing feet. Another thing that really stood, I mean, we fed those kids, and they, what are you laughing for? Because you sent me to pray over somebody else's feet a little later on in the, yeah, in the week. But another thing, no, I, I got a lot of foot action, as that's what she kept saying. But you know what? I, but like I said, this man's faith, I think, is what really, really stood out to me. We prayed, you know, we prayed for him, and they just seemed so happy. You could tell that God, that they believed in God, our God, our God. So, um, Another thing, too, that I, I another, they, they, they worship twice a day with these kids, 6 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the evening. We complain about 5.30. You know, these kids get up every morning, 6 o'clock, and they go back at 6 o'clock in the evening. They have a worship center and everything. He had also told us that he was, he, you know, he was so excited when Midwest, uh, Spirit Midwest went down a couple years before, and they were going to shut him down or whatever. He got, he had to get security cameras. Spirit Midwest provided security cameras for every room in that house. And that's all this man kept talking about. So this time he just was just talking in conversation and he was like, you know, he got extra kids and they, they came in and said he needed beds. Spirit Midwest was able to donate five bunk beds to him so that every kid has a bed. I mean, honestly, you guys, this really changed my life. It really did. Um, another scripture that really came to my mind with, with that particular ministry was Jeremiah 17 and 7. Blessed is the one who trusts the Lord, whose confidence is in him. This man had so much trust, faith, and you could just see it. You could feel it. Everything about this place, even though there was someone outside trying to... Um, have apostle tell apostle on them that this place was misusing the funds that were given to them just trying to deter distract us from doing what god had actually called us for because god knew we were there for a purpose he knew what that place needed and we were able to bless that place with it so i and like i said i'm just thankful for that another thing too when um george was speaking about the uh feeding kitchen you know the thing that really stood out to me there, too, was they didn't know that we were coming to do that. 
again, we all lined up, visions lined up. We knew that that's how you know God is really in the midst. You know, for them to be wanting to do this and somebody had taken their trees and stolen the trees. This was a landfill. They prayed over this land. They went back and forth between the government and they ended up getting this land to build this feeding kitchen. We got there and for our visions to line up, that was stuff that just opened my eyes. I'm like, this man that they're praying, their vision is to have trees and a chicken coop here. We hadn't already prepared to do it. They had no idea that we were going to do it. And I'm like, look at God. Look at God in the midst of all of this stuff. So, I mean, that really blessed me. And then for her to turn around. So we came in each place we went, we, we tried to, you know, um, give him something. So she turned, his wife turned to us. You guys, I could go on and on about their testimony, but I'm not even going to go there because this man was so excited to tell his testimony of how God saved his wife who had died for four hours and they pressed through and they prayed through and she is alive today and how she went through so many surgeries and he stood knowing that God was going to bring his wife back and she went through every almost every part of her body was something was wrong, uh, operated on. one point they were talking about uh, uh, pains in her side and they were going to operate and come to find out that she had two twins in there, two, two babies in there. And then babies are well, they're 12 years old and they are healthy and they are living. But that, I mean, this man was so happy to tell his testimony and she turned to us and even said, you know what, you guys, we just, I mean, they're just crying. This was our last meal. They fed us neck bone soup. They even shared it with us. This was our last meal. We didn't have any other food. And here you guys come and you blessed us with all this food and this toiletries. So you know, can't nobody tell me that God's not good and he wasn't in the midst of this whole trip. But I'm going to share one other thing because I could, like I said, I got pages and pages of notes. Velda and I kind of talked because she told me God is redeeming my time and he's catching me up from where I left off at and where I stopped at and all that good stuff. But thank you. Um, he he there was something else that really stood out to me and you guys I got all kind of scripture here but um the the brokenness of the people that were in the head of the ministries so we stayed at this Puente de Amistad is that how you say it couples awesome true women and men of God we went to another church and it was pastor Rolando, his wife, I mean, and you can see, I mean, they have a feed, they have a pantry, they're giving out food and everything, right? Doing everything, doing great works for God, right? She's broken. They're running here, they're running there, they're being the musician, they're being the sound booth, they're being the tither collectors, they're being the food pantry, kind of sound like NBDM somewhat. But she's hurting. You guys, we all have gifts that God has given us. We all have purpose. We need to walk this walk out, you guys. The kingdom is hurting for us. We need to get out here and do what God has called us to do and quit sitting. I mean, he hit me with this because I watched this lady and she's just like, I'm lonely. I'm so alone, and I watched Travis and Heather and the cries. They have awesome ministries out here. They can't reach everybody. Apostle Moody can't reach everybody. George and his ministry can't reach everybody. 
Pastor O.C. and Kamika can't reach everybody. You guys, we have a job in this kingdom, and we need to do it because there's people out there hurting. You know, yes, we say we, we have 15 people that gave their life to Christ. Some of them did go to other churches, but what about the ones that did not have churches? You know, what about the ones that need more disciple? Not saying that we got to go to Tijuana to do it, but I'm just saying in general, even here in our home state, you guys, we need to get out here. We need to take, we need to, we need to do our works, y'all. Because I look at, we had three or four different churches. You know, the body, the, the, the scripture that talks about, you know, all members of the body. We have four different churches out here doing it. I mean, we should be able to do that here in our own church, you guys. We got to start walking out our callings. We have to. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us, you guys. And the stuff that I seen in Tijuana, first of all, I'll never complain again about what I don't have. God has given me what he knows I need. So I don't know. It just, it really hurt me to see these ministries that are so, I mean, they're needed. They're so necessary. And these people are hurting the way that they are because they're running around doing everything. So like I said, people need to be accountable. We need to all be held accountable. And maybe God was just speaking that to me, you know, that I need to do my works in this ministry. But I'm sure he's not. I mean, because we can see the fruits of it. But anyway, she's telling me to wrap it up. But so. And don't ask me to talk, but anyway. So, but I will, but that was something that really touched my life. And I'm sorry that I went over, because like I said, he's downloaded so much in me right now, but I know I'm going to do what he's called me to do. So thank you, God. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. We had an amazing time while we were there. Um, relationships were mended. Fences were mended. Relationships were built. So many things took place, and it was such a blessing. And so we are going to go back next year. The dates have been set for anyone who does want to attend next year. I encourage you to come because your life will never be the same when you go. I promise you that. Amen. God is so good. And so I don't want to end service without giving people because I know I focused on the youth because they were the ones who came and laid out. Amen. They laid themselves out before the Lord and the Lord said, go lay hands on them. Give them what they're looking for. Amen. So I imparted into them. If there is anyone who is in need of prayer today or um, is looking to give their life to Christ so that they can start this new journey. Maybe you've been on the journey with the Lord and now you're saying it's time for me to reconnect with God after hearing these testimonies and understanding that God is real, y'all. He's really real. And so whether we want to um, acknowledge that or not, that doesn't make him less real. Let's just keep it real. Amen. I like that. So <laughs> we want to make sure that we give you an opportunity to come forward and to um, get the prayer that you need specifically for yourself. There is a team here that is willing to pray for you, pray with you. But we want you to be in agreement with us in Jesus name. Amen. So I do want to open up the altar for anyone who is in need of prayer. I ask that you would stand to your feet because I'm going to dismiss everybody else. Now, here's the deal. If I am um, praying for people up front, I, I need us just to keep, if we are here and having conversation, amen, it's okay. But I just need us to keep our conversation down because it gets very difficult for me to hear.
because I'm listening for the Lord to speak and for the Lord to say something specific regarding that person's life, regarding what they're enduring or what they need. And I, it's hard to hear when I can hear chatter going on. It's distracting. So if you're having the conversation, just keep your voices low. I don't mind the fellowship. Praise the Lord. Have the fellowship. But I need the voices just to be a little lower so that I can hear as I'm praying. And I know those who are up here praying with me will be doing the same thing. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to release those who do not um, need prayer at this time or do not feel led to come up, give their lives to Christ if they don't want to join the church or anything like that. So hug somebody that you don't know on your way out the door today. Amen. Can we do that today, y'all? Can we hug somebody on our way? So most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Lord, we praise you. There is none like you, God. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for, our, for what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. Father, for the shifting that has taken place in the lives of your people. Father, for the sifting that has even taken place, Lord God. Father, you're beginning to remove things from us and refine us, God. So I praise you, Jesus, that as you refine us, that you are helping us, Lord God, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That our lives will no longer be the same, Father. That as we step into the deep end with you, Father, and we immerse ourselves fully in you, Father, that we receive everything that you have for us. All that you are providing to us and how you need us to use it will be done in the way in which you desire it to be done. We thank you, Lord Jesus. You are so amazing. And I thank you for refilling and refueling us for healing us, Jesus, so that we can do the work that you have called us to. I thank you for this week that is coming. I thank you for the protection of our finances, for those who do have um, an affinity account. Lord God, that our finances are all protected in Jesus' name, that we will not lose anything in Jesus' name. Nothing will be stopped. Nothing will be blocked. Nothing will be hindered. Nothing will be broken in Jesus' name. We say return the sender every curse that is being assigned against us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. We bind and we rebuke those attacks on our finances in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, because everything that we have belongs to you. So if the enemy is attacking our finances, Father, we are tithers. <laughs> and you said you'd rebuke the devourer for our sakes. I stand on that word in Jesus' name. And, Father, we will only make the appropriate moves at the appropriate time. So we're not going to act out of fear. And, Father, we're not even going to hesitate, but we're going to trust in you with all of our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge you knowing, God, you're going to direct our path. So continue to have your way within us like never before. We thank you, Father. We bless you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen. We want to thank you on today for joining us as we go into the word of God to continue to understand our God-given purpose. If you are wanting more information about New Beginning Discipleship Ministries, please look in our description box for ways to connect with us, whether through our social media outlet or if you're desiring to visit us, whether virtually or in person. We thank you once again. We pray that you have an awesome day and amazing week.